This is a COVID-19 On Point with Bo Kennedy in three, two. Hi, and welcome to this special COVID-19 edition of On Point. I'm Roger Fallabout, Director of Strategic Communications at Peninsula Regional Medical Center and across the Peninsula Regional Health System. On the show with me today is Bo Kennedy. Bo is the chief of our special police force at Peninsula Regional Medical Center. And Bo, good to have you here. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Always um, a pleasure to have you with us. I ask everybody as we're working our way through COVID, how you doing, my friend? Honestly, I, I think I'm doing pretty good. I think overall, as a team, we're doing well. Me personally, it's a new normal. Um, it's, it's long days. We've moved our team to 12-hour to shifts. But even outside of work, it's a new normal. You go home, and it's different. Um, I go home, um, my shoes come off at the door, um, I'm into the laundry room, um, and then into the shower before I can even, you know, say hey to my son Caleb or my wife Pam and, and get cleaned up because I want to keep them safe. So this is a new normal that I think is going to be around for a while. So it's different, but it's also good. It is. And, you know, I don't think any of us have ever worked any harder than we have in the last nine weeks. I would absolutely agree with that. It is a different kind of um, busy, and we are very busy. But as a, as a team um, and as a family, and I think that's important, um, PRMC is a family, and we are working absolutely very hard, and I'm proud of everybody. It is a city within a city when you think about it. 3,000 of us on that campus doing everything imaginable with healthcare and around healthcare. Let me ask you this. How are your men and women doing? They're out there on the front line of this too. I think they're good. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, we're, we're a little tired, but we're, 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 we're managing that. We're bringing fun into the workplace. I'm telling my team, you know, it's okay to um, cut up a little bit, be professional about it, but we need to laugh a little bit during this. And I think that makes for a better working environment, a better working place. And it also helps when we're dealing with patients, visitors, and our staff and keeping everyone safe. That's really, really important. You're not only the first line of defense. Many times your officers are the first impression that people have of Peninsula Regional, in particular now as they're everywhere out there on the campus keeping a close watchful eye on, on not only the patients coming in, but also those of us who work there. So how do you prepare them for a day that is literally changing every 10 minutes? It's called critical thinking. Um, we, we talk about it. We talk about it every day. Um, we got ahead of this pretty quickly when this first started. Um, we went ahead and, and seen what we probably needed to do. So we went ahead and moved to 12-hour shifts. We talked about setting a soft perimeter. And, yes, we're the first defense around the hospital. We're actually that first impression. So we're the first, that almost that first customer service interface with patients that are that are coming in and some of their family members and, and it's tough right now on the family members because we have the the no visitation and very very limited visitation and that and that's hard on them but the training that that we do and the de-escalation training we use something called smart principles stay in one step ahead um that's really really important and, and the way you talk to people and the, and, the, and the way you address people and the way you hold yourself, we've been very successful 
up to this point with everything we've been doing at the hospital. We've set a soft perimeter around the hospital, and that's controlling entry points for patients, and that's controlling entry points for the staff because, as you know, per Governor Hogan's order, we have to screen every staff member that comes in there. And our clinical team has really stepped up to the plate doing that. You think, you know, 3,000-plus employees, and we've got to screen each and every one of them each and every day. So it's a monumental effort, but it's a team effort, and team is really important here. We are successful because of the team overall in PRMC, and for our special police team, it's our complete team. It's everybody on point. You mentioned visitation being suspended. That's just one of the many changes in rules and regulations that have happened as a result of COVID-19 at PRMC. How do your officers walk that very delicate line of, of enforcing the new rules, but still being as friendly as they can be and as helpful as they can be to people coming onto the campus who have to be there? Again, that goes back to our training. That goes back to our de-escalation skills. Um, just how you talk with people and, and, and respect. And that goes a long, long, long way. And, and we have to enforce this. Um, and we explain to the, the ones that might not quite understand, um, this is the reason we're doing this. We're doing this for your family member's safety. We're doing it for your safety. We're doing it for our staff's safety. And most of the people understand that. And we've got avenues set up for where, where they need to go and how that communication piece falls out. And that's, again, throughout the whole organization. And so far, it, it has worked, it's worked very well. Yeah. You mentioned family, and I love that word because it's exactly what we are at Peninsula Regional. And part of that family, big part of that family, are, you, are your officers. I've heard great things about your officers through this entire process. Tell me a little bit ab about them and how proud you are of what they've been able to do. My team is amazing. Everybody stepped up to the plate, um, moving to 12-hour shifts, changing their, 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 their daily routine um, from what our normal was three months ago to what it is now, and, and, and all of them. And I mean, I could sit here and and name off several, but it's, it's my whole team. I've got a team of almost 40 officers, and we're running seven, eight, um, nine officers to a shift. We're covering entrances where we have our valets um, acting as security guards at a lot of these entrances now, and they're also helping patients as they come into the door, and it's just that customer service piece, and I can't tell you how proud I am of our team because I believe we have the best special police team in the country and we have absolutely stepped it up and I couldn't be more prouder of them. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. You know, they say timing is everything, Bo. And one of the things that we did not knowing that COVID-19 was coming, but it just happened right before it was the establishment of these security reception stations, which I think got us absolutely prepared for what we're dealing with now. It did. It it got a, it got us ahead. Of, it got us ahead of the game. And even our security hardening plan that we started planning months ago is is in full effect. Now, we've had to push some stuff up much faster than what we wanted to, but it has really really helped us. 
Um, the security receptionist stations absolutely 100% has helped us. Um, it's as soon as you hit the door at our Hannah outpatient entrance, you've got people there that are greeting you, but you feel a sense of safety and security when you come into our hospital. It can be a little bit daunting. It can be a, a little bit scary. If you've not come to the hospital and you see the tents that we've got set up, but the minute you hit that first triage tent, you're met with smiling faces. You're met with people that are going to help you. And it's interesting that, you know, I mentioned smiling faces. Everybody's wearing masks. But I can tell you right now, when you look into my officer's eyes, when you look into the nurse's eyes, you can see they're here to help. And you can, you know, they're smiling. It's, 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 it's obvious. Yeah. We've talked about how you're able to, how we've become able to read eyes and how important that is. Well, and that's a good point. It's actually sharpened our senses. It has. It's sharpened everybody's senses because, you know, eye contact is extremely important. We talk about that in many facets and that's really, really important. And you can tell a lot by people's eyes and you learn a lot. And I see nothing but positive things. Yeah, I would think even, you know, in, in an era of non-COVID-19, the eyes are essentially important to your officers in the job that they do. Absolutely. We talk about looking at eyes and when you're talking to someone and watching hands. Yeah. And that's, that's really, really important. And, and, again, that goes along to the SMART principles of, of, of what we do in our, in our de-escalation and how we talk with people and how we um, – make people feel at ease. And uh, again, I can't be more prouder of my team and we do an absolute fantastic job um, across the board. As we tape this on the 13th of May, we're just a couple of days away from the hospital recovering to some degree with elective surgery starting again, which is a tremendously good sign. Um, As we mentioned though, there are restrictions in place They're going to stay in place for a while. The entrances that are closed are not reopening. Everything is still coming through the Hannah outpatient entrance. And and most importantly, I think, and I want you to talk about this because you and I agree on this 100%, the visitation restrictions and no visitation is going to stay in place for the foreseeable future. That is going to stay in place. That's um, Governor Hogan's mandate. Um, I think we're looking at potentially loosening that in phase three wins phase three of his plan. Nobody knows for sure, but the, the no visitation. We are opening up for elective surgeries, which is extremely important for the hospital and the organization, but it's more important for the, the patients and the community to know that there's a safe place to go to get these procedures done because you need to get them done, and you can get them done safely. And the no visitor rule is, again, for everybody's safety. Um, End-of-life stuff, that's really hard to talk about, and it's really difficult. And we've got a plan around that, um, around visitation, for end-of-life non-COVID-type care. Um, We have video monitoring set up where you communicate with families. it's extremely difficult time for, for, for everybody, but we, this is something that we must do for everybody's, for everybody's safety. And I think we're going to see this trend out for, for a while, and it very well could trend out on into the fall. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, and I think it's going to change the way we look at doing things 
Uh, there's going to be a brand new normal. That's for sure. It's going to be a new normal for everybody. Yeah, no question. Uh, even even people outside the hospital, even your daily lives, I believe there is a new normal. What what that is, um, we're going to have to take a systematic approach and go through it one step at a time. And we've already started talking about this from a hospital standpoint. And then even from a family standpoint, you know, what's our new normal look like? And um, I think it, I think it'll be good. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I truly do. I think there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot more positives that come out of this than negatives. I, I agree, and it'll make us a much safer campus. Too, one hundred percent safer, and that, and that's the goal. Yeah, we want to keep everybody safe. We want to keep the patients safe. When we open back up for visitors, we want to keep them safe, and 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 importantly. We want our staff to feel safe, and I believe our staff does feel safe right now. I do, too. Let me transition you off of COVID. How many years have you been with us now? Almost seven. Almost seven years, and I remember the first day you came here, I put you right in front of a TV camera, and I don't think you've ever forgiven me for that, but thank, thank you for doing that. Day uh, two. <laughs> day two. And- day two. Right into the, right, right into the frying pan, right? Um, one of the things that I know you did when you came here, one of the very first things, and I think this was genius on your part, is you established better relationships with local law enforcement, Salisbury Police Department, Wicomico County Sheriff's Office, Maryland State Police, and the surrounding jurisdictions in the small towns and communities around us. I think that's essentially important to us at the Medical Center. I'd like you to talk about that a little bit. It's, it's very important. Um, I do believe that we did not have a good communication plan with the local agencies around here. And that was one of my goals is to create that relationship. And I can tell you that relationship is great now. Um, myself and Chief Barbara Duncan from Salisbury PD, we talk almost on a daily basis now on what's going on in the community, what's going on in and around the hospital. That's important to know. Um, again, I, I refer back to these smart principles of staying one step ahead is the S in that, and that's really important. Um, talking with Mike Lewis, Sheriff Lewis, great guy. Um, we have a great relationship. Um, Christopher Davala, uh, the barracks commander here at Salisbury, all the way up to all of our outlying agencies, even on the, even on the federal um, line, part of the, the, the Secret Service. Um, Department of Homeland Security, um, I'm on a lot of those email threads, and the relationship is really good, and it's really, really important that we have those relationships because Peninsula Regional Medical Center and our health system is a huge part of the community on the Delmarva Peninsula, and having those relationships are essential to keep everyone safe at the medical centers but also everyone safe in the community. One thing I want to talk about with you before we get out of here is, uh, is your management style. You know, I've told you this a hundred times. I love your team. I love everything your team does for us, and I appreciate everything they do for us. They're great. They're an outstanding team. And that goes back to having an outstanding leader, and, and that's you. So talk about your management style and how you motivate these men and women to have their A game on every day. And, and let's face it. They have to have their A game on. There is no opportunity to be anything but at their best when they're at that hospital. I hear it every day from multiple facets to nursing staff, to other members of the hospital, to the community. Um, 
lots of accolades out to my team. Um, and it's a team. It's, 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 it's not Bo. It's not, it's not what I do. Um, my leadership style, I lead from the front. Um, that's just, that's just the way I am. I'm not behind the desk, even though here recently with all the stuff that's going on, we're having a lot of conference calls and a lot of WebExes and, but that communication is essential, but my leadership style is from the front and, um, I speak from the heart and, um, I pull no punches. Um, and sometimes you don't want to hear that true reality, but it's essential to put it out there and not sugarcoat things because you earn more respect that way, in my opinion. And I respect people that do the same. And my leadership style is just like that. I leave from the front, but my success of being chief of special police at the hospital is my team. And that goes to my captain, my lieutenants, my sergeants, all the special police officers. It is a group effort and it is a team. And that's why we're successful. I probably won't get this quote right, but Florence Nightingale said that she attributed her success to never making any excuses and never taking any excuses. I think that's exactly the way that you run things at the hospital too. And and I respect that. And I I thank you for that. Let me get you out of here on this question. I ask everybody this because I love everybody's opinion around this. What do you think it's going to take for us to claw our way out of this COVID-19 situation? I think it's going to take everybody. And when I say everybody, the entire community, the entire state, we need to listen to our leaders. We need to start opening up. We need to trust one another. But there also needs to be um, some restrictions, and those restrictions need to be policed. And we need to be responsible adults. And we need to get the economy back open. It's essentially important for this community. Um, I believe we've started doing that. I think we're going to see it moving forward, opening up anymore. But it all comes down to your heart and you being a responsible adult and citizen of this community and the state of Maryland. Very nicely said. Couldn't agree with you more. Bo Kennedy, my friend. Thank you for being on the program with us. Roger, I thank the world of you. Um, I thank the world of everybody at the hospital, and it's a pleasure being here. Great to have you here. And that will do it for this edition of On Point with Chief Bo Kennedy. Just want to remind you that if you're looking for information around COVID-19, please visit our website at peninsula.org slash COVID. We update that regularly with great local information on the national scene I'll point you to the CDC, cdc cdc.gov. That's an outstanding website for national information on what's going on across the United States. And if you have questions and concerns about COVID-19, always remember, we have that hotline that we're running with the Wicomico County Health Department, 410-912-6889. 410-912-6889 is the COVID-19 hotline for your questions and concerns. For Chief Bo Kennedy, my friend. And everyone else, thanks for watching and listening to this edition of On Points.